major life transitions can be difficult, especially when those changes involve aging loved one. Many caregivers struggle with the best way to discuss sensitive topics with an aging parent as well as with other family members. Well, hello everyone. I'm Cheryl Musial and welcome to My Care Advisors. In this episode, having the conversation about care needs, we are joined by Certified Senior Advisor, Laura Cooley. How to begin the conversation is just as important as the actual decisions that need to be made. Having a good plan and approach will help to make the conversations a little easier and more productive for everyone. Let's listen in. Well, welcome, Lori. It's such a pleasure to speak with you today. Thank you, Cheryl. I'm so happy to be here. So, Laura, let's start by discussing the signs that one's parents or family member or older adult may need extra support to accomplish those activities of daily living. And just as a reminder, those are such as bathing or showering, dressing, getting in and out of bed or chair, and so forth. So what are some of those signs? Well, Cheryl, as a certified senior advisor, I'm meeting families daily who are either gradually or very suddenly tasked with and struggling to find the words when they need to have that talk with a parent or loved one about the need to get some help or when they have concerns just purely about their parent's safety. The common theme is that the family members I meet with tell me that they've been noticing changes over time, and maybe those changes are increasing or escalating. And let me give you a few examples. So, you know, dad shared a story with me this morning and then told me the same story this afternoon. He has started repeating himself a lot. That's one common one, um, a decline in hygiene. So mom was always so put together and lately she looks so disheveled and I think she hasn't showered in a while. That's another one. Um, concerns about safety. That's another hot button for the families that I'm talking to. So mom can, for instance, mom continues to insist on driving, but I'm really worried about her safety and other people on the road or, you know, dad left the burner on the stove again. And this time he set a, uh, a towel on fire. So oftentimes these observations and concerns, they're eventually escalating and it could be a visit by the fire department, sometimes multiple visits trip to the emergency room. Um, uh, Oftentimes, these are the types of things that prompt meetings with my family is when, you know, they're in crisis. So mom falls, she's down for eight hours before she's found. Maybe dad goes out on his morning walk, gets lost, and a neighbor has to bring him back. Really tragic, actually, and, and so emotionally charged. So many times my families tell me mom or dad never wanted to be a bother or a burden, but unfortunately, when they're increasingly leaning on their adult children and relying on them, it becomes so unbearable, so burdensome, it's impacting their health. You know, making sure parents have the support they need in the home, sometimes realizing that may be a less than appropriate setting. It increases frustration. Um, they prefer to see them somewhere where they're safe, getting the support they need, having a chance maybe to socialize with peers because there's a lot of self-isolation as we age. Laura, those are such tough situations. And thank you for sharing your experience because it's so helpful for family members and caregivers. I was wondering, you know, thinking forward, what are a few tips in how caregivers can start that conversation about the support that's needed to meet the care needs that you identified and most of all communicating their concerns with a parent or older loved one, a family member, older adult. You know, what do you find is is really helpful to start that conversation? Yeah, I'm I'm asked that question all the time. I would honestly say weekly. 
And, you know, it's how do we speak with our parents about my concerns and my fears? This burden is crushing me. I want to support them in their home. Maybe the adult children have made a a promise in the past that they'll keep mom or dad in the home until end of life. Um, That's not always possible. So sometimes when those promises are made, they just, they can't be kept, you know, changes happen. So some of the recommendations I would have for discussions, hopefully well ahead of the crisis, but they're appropriate at any time. You know, number one, recognize who the decision maker is. That's so important. Mom or dad are their own decision maker, and they must be the ones to make these decisions. Um, Of course, assuming that they're cognitively capable of advocating for themselves, they have the right to fail. And understanding that as the power of attorney, you don't have carte blanche authorization to take over their decision-making simply because they're choosing to be unsafe in the home. Number two, I would say, have some understanding and empathy. Speaking from a place of compassion and support is so important. Becoming older, it comes with great wisdom and experience, but also comes with so much loss. Might be that they're losing their driver's license for the final time. They've lost their last pet. You know, the last home they'll ever own. The last friend from their neighborhood has passed. Last trip back home to see family. Whatever that last is, they're coming fast and and more often. And every time you're asking for a change, it's going to be perceived as a loss to them. I always tell families, don't be Matlock. If you go into a conversation to have a case against them, they will understandably respond in kind and no progress will be made. Number three, I'd say set some healthy boundaries for yourself. Caregiving is a tough job, especially when you're juggling the pressures from home and and a job yourself. Um, This is a big one. Parents say they don't want to be a burden, but oftentimes, you know, it's getting to the point that this is precisely what happens. Increasing so slowly over time, it might be initially imperceptible. Um, It's okay for you to set some limits on your time and efforts. And if mom and dad won't consider ways to help keep themselves safe in the home, you're completely within your rights to step back, take that vacation you were putting off, or just release yourself from the guilt. Number four, I'd say don't allow yourself to become more invested in the idea of your parents' safety and or transition than your parents are. How many times I talk to families that say, we've toured all over town, we've given them all these resources, and mom doesn't realize how unsafe she is, and she's not taking my recommendations. Yes, she probably does realize how unsafe she is, but fear is probably overriding good self-advocacy. Mom and dad remembers the nursing homes from 20, 30 years ago, experiences they had with their own parents, and the experience is still firmly stuck in their minds. I talk to adult children all the time who tell me they visited a bunch of communities or called so many home care agencies to get their parents help. And they're so frustrated because their parents say no thanks. And then I'd say number five, just be ready in the background. You know, before things head to crisis mode, have a conversation with your parents about some other aspects of aging, like who's the power of attorney, both medical and financial. Talk about advanced directives. Help educate them and be fully informed about how to pay for care and programs that are available, just so you can be ready if you do need to step in and become an advocate in a crisis. Laura, those are such important tips, and especially being in the background and supporting your loved ones. I really love that. It's such a great idea and really with care and compassion. You know, I was wondering, Laura, what are a few available support services for older adults to help lighten the load of caregiving? 
you know, if there's like home care or meal delivery, transportation, what, what do you find is most helpful? Well, I think uh, it's not just the adult children who are caregivers. A lot of times it's seniors, you know, who are a spouse to another person who's struggling. So I would say caregiver support groups are number one. It can be either a formal or informal situation. So there's a lot of good caregiver support groups out in the community um, through Parkinson's support, uh, the Parkinson's Association, through Alzheimer's Association, through your local area agency on aging. And um, it's important to have a, a place where you can go and express your fears, your frustrations, and your you know, fatigue. And I think, you know, sometimes parents don't acknowledge the extent of the help their adult children are providing, but you still need support. Um, another good suggestion is to leverage outside support in having those conversations. And what I mean by that is talk to their primary care physician, share the fears and concerns you have and let him be the, him or her be the bearer of bad news. Um, to and open up those conversations. Sometimes we respond better to people outside of our immediate circle. If someone is in uh, inpatient rehab or getting therapy in the home, ask if those resources that are seeing their parents uh, function level or maybe that they're struggling with things, have them have that conversation. That that's another way. Um, just helps lighten the load. You know, another thing is is you know a move out of the home is probably one of the most fearful things for seniors. So if you can um, at least get them to agree to talk to somebody about home care, so that's non-medical help in the home, then that's a wonderful way as well to get them some support in the home to keep them safe. And as you mentioned, you know, Meals on Wheels, looking for senior transportation organizations in the community, especially when someone doesn't have the ability to drive anymore, but they still need to be able to get to the grocery store, get to the bank, uh, get to their doctor's appointments. Thank you, Laura. Those are wonderful resources and thoughts, especially for caregivers and, you know, whether it's an older adult or adult child and others that are caring for that senior in the home. I was wondering also if you could share a few additional resources to support caregivers and older adults as they navigate the journey of aging. Well, I would say, number one, you're always welcome to reach out to your local care patrol senior advisor. We have um, hundreds of years collectively of experience in this. And there's usually no circumstance that we're not at least able to, to assist by providing, you know, local recommendations for various support groups. You know, as I mentioned, there's, you know, the Alzheimer's and Parkinson's Association in just to understand they have internally a lot of caregiver support resources online. They have videos, they have um, in-person caregiver support groups. Those are, it's feature both of those websites with um, information on even this topic we're talking about today. Uh, a lot of people aren't aware of the local area agency on aging in your area, but they have a host of resources to, to help and, and just, you know, making a visit or a call there and reaching out is um, a great idea because they have a foundation of knowledge. And then I would say, you know, for specifically for driving. So I have a lot of adult children say mom or dad's still driving and it terrifies me. And I would want you to understand, I think that, you know, a primary care physician can certainly order a driving test specific to seniors to make sure to prove to everyone that mom or dad is still safe. So it's not to take it away necessarily. It's just to reinforce that, yeah, that this is still a safe 
circumstance for them and they're, they should be behind the wheel still. Well, thank you, Laura, for joining us today and sharing this important information about just starting a conversation with a parent, a family member, or older adult about their care needs. It's just been such a pleasure. I am very grateful to be here with you, Cheryl, and sharing this information with your listeners because I know how many people are out there right now struggling with these very topics. So thank you for having me. To view resources, show notes, and access more My Care Advisors episodes, visit mycareadvisors.com. You can also subscribe and listen to our podcast on your favorite app. I leave you with this thought from Meg Wheatley. Very great change starts with very small conversations held among people who care. Choose to be inspired to live the best life every day. Thank you for listening. We are grateful to be your guide.